Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Coffee and Chat Bosses podcast. This is the place where we talk about enjoying life, about getting things done, and becoming the best version of yourself. Uh, my name is Richard Spencer. I'm just thankful for y'all joining with me again um, on this podcast. This week has had a lot of ups and downs for me um, in life. A lot of uh, good things that has happened, but a lot of uh, negative things has happened too. But um, the thing about life is we got to continue to work hard. We got to continue to push forward and enjoy life no matter what things are, that are going on in our life. So thanks again for joining me. And uh, we're going to get right into it with the five-minute journal. Um, once again, this is just a small window into my life. Um, and if you want to share your journal with others too, make sure that you email me uh, with your five-minute journal at getitdone at coffeeandcheckboxes.com. Um, so for this week, uh, for this particular day, um, I'm going to talk about three things. So the first one is what I am grateful for. Um, and for that particular day, I was really grateful for going to the park with my older daughter. Um, like I said in the earlier podcast, my daughter is a, a planner. She loves to outline uh, the things that we're going to do uh, for the next day. And more often than not, she packed a lot of stuff in in which we can't quite do everything. But one of the things that she made sure that she put at the top of the list was to go to a uh, park and spend time together. So I made sure that I, I did that for her. And we had so uh, a really good time. I really enjoyed uh, the time at the park with her. And I'm pretty sure that she enjoyed it as well. Uh, the thing that I, I've learned about myself is that I really want her to grow and not be fearful of the things that I'm fearful of. Like, for an example, I want her to be around dogs um, so she can enjoy dogs and being around them and not f be as fearful of them as I was when I was growing up. But the thing that I'm really afraid of as well is, is heights. And um, evidently at this moment in her life, she is not afraid of heights. But as she was going to the park and, and climbing different steps and ladders and all kind of crazy little contractions, I was there almost every single step, perhaps maybe a centimeter, two centimeters away, just waiting to catch her in case she fell. Um, and my wife was laughing at me. Um, because she's used to her playing at the playground, at school, and things like that. But I didn't know that my little daughter was that athletic and not afraid of heights and able to climb things and do all kind of crazy stuff that uh, absolutely scared me at the moment. But uh, I guess in order to, to for her to overcome her fears, I got to make sure that I overcome mine and allow her to live and become a kid and become a toddler and become an explorer and do the things that she loves to do. The next thing is uh, what would make that day great um, for my five-minute journal, and that was running and strength training for that particular day. So with me at this current state, I'm really focusing on my health. I'm trying my best to eat right. I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying to make sure I get at least seven hours of sleep. I would really love to get eight, but uh, at this moment, seven seems like the magic number for me, even though I don't quite always get that magical number seven when it comes to sleep. But uh, running and strength training is really important to me. It seems like at this moment in my life, either I do a little running or I do a little strength training. But there are times in which I want to do both um, in a day. And for some reason, mentally, I'm unable to do that most of the time. But that particular day, I focus and I make sure that I did the running, I did the strength training. And it's a good part of life because, like I said, I think I said it last week, uh, health is so important to becoming the best version of yourself. It's really hard to expand your mind, expand your thoughts, expand your life 
um, if you don't quite focus on your health. So that has been a very a big focus of mine this year, and I'm got a long way to go. I've been losing a few pounds here and there, so I'm gonna continue to focus on that and, and get better in that as well. And finally, the daily affirmations for that particular day, I said I constantly told myself that I'm talented because it's easy to lose focus of the talents and the gifts that you have if you constantly focus on other people and looking at the things that they can do and the things that they accomplish. We got to realize that we have been given some talents, some abilities that are unique to us that we can use to perform and become better and to get things done. And yes, we don't have all the talents in the world, right? Like for an example, one of my favorite basketball players in the world was Shaquille O'Neal. And he had all the talent in the world. He had so many things that he can do as a big man, but he couldn't shoot free throws. Well, that didn't stop him. That didn't prevent him from being the best version of himself. Even though he didn't have all of the talent in the world, he still used the God-given talent that he had and performed to the best of his ability. So we got to remember that for us as well, that we don't have all the talent in the world, but we do have talent. And we are talented and we are creative. And it's up to us to, to remind ourselves every single day that we have talent and that we can do the things that we have been called to do. So now, right next to me, I have a really awesome uh, cup of coffee. It's the same one that I had last week from Blue Bottle Coffee. I don't know if I got the pronunciation correctly last time, but I'm going to try it again. It is the Kenya Niyari Kamuyaka. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I think I said it last week, but uh, it's definitely in the top two, top three coffees I have ever drank in my life. And I'm going to make sure I put that on a list somewhere so I can make sure I can continue to have that in my arsenal of great coffee. And I have a new coffee mug this week. Um, I'm pretty sure it came from my wife. I stole another coffee mug from her, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't mind. This one is white, have a few different colors on it. It has like a powder blue, a pink color, and gold lettering on it. And it has a simple message once again, and it just says, design your life. And it reminded me that we have the ability to design our life. More often than not, we feel, we feel like we're stuck. We feel like the things that has happened in our life, the things that have happened in the past, the things that are going on now and the things that could happen in the future are set in stone. But we often forget that we do have the ability to design our life. But it takes a few things for us to be able to use that talent, to use that option in our life to design our life. And one of the things that it takes is discipline. Like it really takes discipline and understanding the techniques that we can use to design our life. So for an example, if you want to move in a nicer neighborhood, if you want to have a nicer house, there are certain things that you have to do. There's certain things that you have to be disciplined about um, in order to make that a reality. For an example, creating a budget every single month and following that budget. That's a, a discipline that you have to implement in your life. Another thing is to save money. That's part of the budgeting, but that's a whole another separate thing because we can design a budget and we can follow the budget, but more often than not, we do not like to save money for things in the future. So that's another thing that we have to do in order to design our life that we want. So I love this coffee mug. It, it reminds me that we are not stuck. There are things that we can do. 
Uh, we could design our life if we are disciplined, if we are focused, and we become the best version of ourselves. So now we move to another favorite part of uh, the podcast that I really like, and that's the, the Good News Network. Uh, we have a lot of negative information in our life, so much ups and downs when it comes to the news, but uh, no matter what, there are always some good news. There are always some good stuff that's happening in our life, whether or not whether or not we notice it, whether or not we read about it or see about it on uh, TV news. So this one, once again, comes from the Good News Network, and it talks about this family that shop at Walmart um, pretty much every two weeks. And uh, one day in, in Columbia, South Carolina, when this couple went to shop um, for them and their three kids, the cashier, after they, they rung up, it totaled around $200. And the cashier, and I believe her name is Sharniqua, uh, she said she had a, a divine inkling that, that it was something in her that told her that she should pay for half of the groceries for that couple. And she did it. Like, she actually went and spent $100 for that couple, and that couple was really grateful um, for that cash in. And that just warms my heart because it tells me that no matter where you're at in life, you can um, be a blessing and a helping to another person. And that's just a reminder for us to remember that as we on the road to productivity, as we are on the road to becoming the best version of ourselves, um, part of that is to be a blessing to another person, to help others out, to, to be an asset to the community around us. Once again, I say that we are a community in order to become the best version of ourselves. We can't be in a shell. We can't be just all to ourselves. We must reach out into the world and help the world. And in that process, we are slowly becoming the best version of ourselves. Because I believe, I believe the best version of ourselves uh, is disciplined, is focused, is talented, but also an asset to the community, a, a person that helps others out, a person that loves people and helps people. All right, so now it's time to dive deep into this week's lesson. And once again, we're talking about what are the characteristics of a winner? What are the characteristics of a professional, of a person that's being productive, of a person that's enjoying life, a person that is contributing to an organization or to a community? So the first one that we're going to talk about this week is that a professional dedicates himself or herself to mastering technique. Um, and when I think about technique, I can't help but think about uh, basketball. There's so many techniques to basketball, whether it's dribbling, whether it's shooting free throws, whether it's uh, playing defense, whether it's uh, shooting three-pointers. There's so many different techniques that a basketball player has to learn in order to become a better basketball player um, that he or she desires to be. So the first thing about mastering technique is that you have to be a rookie before you can become an all-star. And what I mean by that is that you have to become a student of what you are focusing on or the field that you're working on. For an example, um, my wife is a teacher. She's a second-grade teacher. And she, I think about two or three years ago, she transitioned from a music teacher to becoming a second-grade teacher. Um, and as a music teacher, she was excellent. She actually went to school specifically for that. And there's so many different techniques that she had to learn. And there were so many books that she had to read. There were so many classes that she had to attend in order to, to 
understand the fundamental techniques of becoming a music teacher. And when she made that transition from a music teacher to a second grade teacher, it seemed like she had to learn so many things that she didn't learn before. And there were so many things that she had to carry over that she could carry over from being a music teacher. But in order to teach uh, math, in order to teach English and science effectively, there are certain fundamental techniques that she had to learn and understand. So for her, she went from a rookie. She started as a rookie and she was humble enough to realize that she had certain deficiencies in which she had to master. And to me, in my personal opinion, I'm pretty sure to the opinion of her, uh, her students and her uh, student teachers, parents, and other teachers, uh, she went from a rookie to an all-star. And one of the reasons, because she mastered and she, and she realized that she had to study the fundamental techniques in her chosen field. And another good example of, of mastering technique, it comes in the form of uh, an awesome and amazing ballerina uh, named Misty Copeland. So Misty Copeland is the first African-American to become the soloist, soloist for the American Ballet Theater in New York City in over two decades. So I read an article about Misty Copeland, and there was a few things in the article that stood out to me about mastering technique and being completely focused on becoming an all-star no matter what field that you're in in life, no matter what avenue that you're playing a role in in life. So the first one was that she really had to fight hard for her vision. So with her, she started, I think they said that uh, she started becoming a ballerina around the age of 13. And that's a really late start because normally uh, some of the top tier ballerinas start when they was toddlers, I guess around four or five. So she had a late start, but that didn't stop her from um, fighting for her vision and trying her best to pursue her goal. Um, she went so far and she was really focused on becoming the best ballerina that she could. So much, in fact, that she started living with her coach around that time. And um, she closed the gap pretty quickly, I would say between her and those that had a head start. So even though she had a late start, she really sold out on her dream um, and really sold out on becoming um, a master of technique, even going so far as moving in with her coach. And the next thing that stood out to me was that she invested countless hours and days in order to achieve her goal. So she talked about how much repetition goes into being a ballerina so you don't uh, have to think about what you're doing anymore, that it just becomes natural um, in your movement. And she talked about how she go between, uh, she said she'll go until 7 p.m. at night, five days a week in rehearsal. And during performance seasons, uh, she said she was in, in the theater from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. rehearsing and performing uh, six days a week. Now, that, that's why I say countless hours and days to achieve her goal because the average person would not put that much time in into their chosen craft. But that shows the kind of dedication it takes to become a top-tier performer in your chosen field. Like my wife, once again, I use her so much as an example. Uh, there are so many times in which she's, she's working from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. on creating lesson plans, uh, creating uh, the materials that she needs, reading books, and doing so many things 
to master the technique of teaching. And as you can see with Missy Copeland, she takes that even further, um, especially during performance season by being in a theater from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., six days a week. So it shows that it takes time. It takes dedication um, for you to achieve uh, the mastering of techniques in your chosen field. And lastly, um, it points out that it, it takes complete focus to become the best that you can poss possibly be. So she talks about how she moved when she moved to New York and being a ballerina, that she soaked in so much of the city. Um, I only been to New York, I think, one time uh, for a wedding, for one of my best friends' wedding, Jeremiah Abdul, what's up? Um, but it's so much to take in. Like, it's so much things to do. It's so much things to see. It's so much uh, places to interact with that um, it, it could take a lot of your focus away. Um, but she talks about there was a point in which uh, she had to decide whether and now she was going to be a professional. And she talks about how uh, it takes much more than physical discipline. It takes mental discipline. So my question to you is, when are you going to make, when are you going to make that decision? When am I going to make that decision to fully turn professional, to fully commit to designing our life, to fully commit to focusing on the things that we want, to being able to do the things that we want to do, to being productive, to enjoying life, it takes focus. It takes complete focus. If you look around your environment, there is a million things that can take your focus away from the task that you want to do. Whether it's TV, whether it's entertainment, whether it's going outside to enjoy the weather, whether it's a phone call, it doesn't really matter. There's so many things that can take our focus away from being productive. But we have to make a decision to be professional. We have to make the decision to say, Okay, this is my time to focus on this one task for this very moment. No more multitasking. I'm going to focus on this one thing for the next 50 minutes, for the next 45 minutes, for the next hour, and I'm going to get it done as a professional. So to wrap that point up, uh, a professional dedicates himself slash herself to mastering technique. Next up, a professional does not hesitate to ask for help. In other words, there are no such things as lone superheroes. So back to sports, I love Michael Jordan. I love Shaquille O'Neal. Um, Kobe Bryant, once again, is my favorite basketball player of all time. Um, when it comes to football, Tom Brady is one of my favorite players of all time. Um, when it comes to golf, Tiger Woods, um, he's not as amazing as he used to be, but he's still my favorite and to me the greatest um, golfer of all times and the thing that wraps them up together the things that stand out to them i mean about them uh, more so than just talent is that they were willing to ask for help um and they realized that they couldn't do the things that they want to do on their own um especially when it comes with sports like basketball and football you can't do it on your own no matter how amazing you are um that person you have to have help you have to ask for help and when it comes to Tiger Woods, the same thing. Like, the thing about golf is, yes, it's, a, it's an individual sport, but each golfer has a coach. Each golfer has someone in which they can ask for help on their technique, on their um, how to approach a new shot. We see them by themselves, but they ask for help. And we must be willing to ask for help as well. Um, and I know I struggle for this sometimes. 
day-to-day life as a software engineer, there are times in which I believe that I have the ability to solve a particular problem. And what I'll do is, instead of asking for help kind of early, I'll spend countless hours trying to solve the problem. Um, And I might be able to solve the problem at the end, or I might still have to ask for help. But if I'm humble enough, if I um, put aside pride and ask for help early on, I can solve that problem pretty quickly and move on to other bigger tasks that I have to do. Um, So don't let pride keep you from being a pro. You don't have to be a superstar that do everything on their own. Ask for help. Once again, like I say, you can't become the best version of yourself without community. More often than not, when you hear about a new company that's really accelerated, that's really doing great in the world, more often than not, it's not one, one particular person that's making that happen. More often than not, uh, there's at least another person that's helping out. And once they reach a certain level, they still go out and ask for other help, others to help them. Um, that's where mentors comes in at. Mentor um, is a major part of our growth. We must have different mentors and different people that can pour into our life in order for us to become the best version of ourselves. And finally, a professional does not take uh, failure or success personally. Then let me ask you a question. Are you the type of person that has thick skin? Are you the type of person that could take criticism and it doesn't hurt your ego and stop you from trying other things? If that's you, then congratulations. You are one of the luckiest uh, people in the world, in my opinion. Um, If not, and you're kind of like me, we can't allow failure. Um, to negatively hurt us and stop us from continuing on and uh, pursuing the things that we want to do. In life, we're going to have success and we're going to make things and we're going to make uh, do things that people enjoy. Um, at the same time, we're going to have failures. We're going to have times in which we fall short of what we want to do. We're going to have times in which we produce a product that isn't received positively by other people. There are times in which we just simply don't reach the success that we want to reach. But as a professional, we can allow that to stop us from trying to continue to uh, perform to the best of our abilities. Back once again to Tom Brady. To me, simply the greatest quarterback of all time. He has won five Super Bowls, which is absolutely amazing. But he has also lost two Super Bowls. There are two times in which he reached the absolute max when it comes to sports and he failed and he came short of the goal that he wanted to do. But needless to say, that didn't stop him from trying and continuing to pursue his goal of becoming the best football player that he can be. And with us, that's the same scenario. Resistance uses our tendency to allow failure to hurt us personally against us what resistance does is say hey look you failed you tried you tried your best which is good but you won't be able to succeed you won't be able to reach that level of life that you want to have you won't be able to design the life that you want to have and we must be professional enough to realize that failure is not the end of the road but that what we must do is learn from that failure and strive and push forward and allow that failure to be a, a building block to the success that we are striving for.
So criticism can help you grow or it can kill your dream. And it's up to us as professionals to, to decide whether or not we're going to pursue the dream, even though we sometimes fail, or we give up and move on to other things. I believe with growth, I believe with understanding of who we are, we're going to allow failure to be a driver of our success. So thank you for joining me again for episode eight. Um, I just want to remind you once again that a professional dedicates himself or herself to mastering technique. So realize the things that you have to learn and spend time in learning those things. And also a professional does not hesitate to ask for help. Don't allow your pride to prevent you from um, overcoming stumbling blocks. There are so many people in this world that are doing the things that you are trying to do. And I'm pretty sure that you're you'll be able to find another person or a group of people that will help you overcome anything that you need to overcome. And finally, a professional does not take failure or success personally. So let's take all of that knowledge that we just learned. Let's memorize it. Let's put it in our hearts and our minds. And let us continue to be productive. Let us continue to enjoy life. Let us continue our pursuit to become the best version of ourselves. Thank you for again for joining me and I'll see you again next week.